see on CW contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. CW Legends of Tomorrow edition on Rain Man Digital. If you're listening from your desktop, you can take us mobile by downloading the Rain Man Digital app in the iTunes App Store or Google Play. Simply search Rain Man Digital. You can also find us on demand through iTunes and Stitcher by searching DC on CW. Once you find us there, please go ahead and leave us a review. Uh, it is myself, Lauren, and Bob in the studio hello, today. Hello. And we're going to be talking about Legends of Tomorrow Season 4, uh, Episode... What is this, 4? I don't oh. even know where we are. Yeah. <laughs> Wet Hot American Bummer. Uh, the legends travel to the 90s and become camp counselors in an attempt to stop a monster. I didn't know that's what the episode title was until this moment, and I'm so happy about it. It makes sense now, right? It's so funny. They they do so many like awesome puns when it comes to their titles Yeah, that you're just like, uh, I don't know. It's just like, I shouldn't be surprised. It's one of my favorite things. Yeah, it's like, okay, what did they call this one? Um, So. All right. (laughs) uh, Before we get started, we got a tweet this week asking why they haven't made a Bebo doll yet. And I figure Legends is the Bebo origin. The home, Bebo home. And so I ended up taking that tweet replying to the Legends writer's room. And if you guys want a Bebo doll made, the Legends Writers Room sent out a tweet right after I sent mine to them saying, don't ask us. <laughs> we don't make the stuff. Go to DC or at DC Comics and let them know you want Bebo. So I tweeted out right after to DC Comics saying, we want Bebo with the hashtag, we want Bebo. So if you're a listener, I think we all need to start that We Want Bebo campaign. What's, uh, is it just Legends of Tomorrow it's Writer's L- Room? Uh, like- L.O.T. Writer's Room. Gotcha. Is the one, and they, but they, they told me to go to basically at DC Comics and let them know that we need a Bebo doll because it is a missed thing right now, I believe. Oh, yeah. Like there, if they said that there was a limited edition Bebo doll coming out for Christmas, we would have like ten of them, and we'd be giving them away on air because it is such a cool thing that started from nothing. That I think you know what I think. Uh, I think we do have something to give away on air, though. I think I have a um, a San Diego Comic Con Legends of Tomorrow bag to give away on air. Okay, well, um, so we'll, we'll just put something together. A a pin in that, I suppose. Uh, we've got we've got that, and uh, I've got too much stuff from conventions taking up space in my home. So let me put it in yours. <laughs> so, uh, oh my God, the next, not the next, but an upcoming episode that they tweeted out is the eggplant, the witch, and the wardrobe. Yes, their names are on point. Beautiful. You can just go to Wikipedia and search like list of legends. They started episodes. shooting that yesterday. As of this recording, they started shooting that episode yesterday and they will continue on for a couple weeks. That is funny. Um, okay, so yeah, definitely uh, let DC know that you want a Bebo and I guess stop talking to the Legends writers about it. Well, it's one of those things where we get it all the time where people are like, you need it. I'm like, we're not. The show. What are we supposed to Let do? Me just talk. Let me just hit up a manufacturing company in China really quick. <laughs> Maybe I can pull something together. Bootleg Bebo. Bootleg Bebo. Okay, let's get into a little bit of news here. We have some bad news about 
Legends, and that is that it is going on hiatus, similar to Supergirl last season. Um, however, this isn't that big. Um, generally, Legends of Tomorrow tends to go to a mid-season break earlier than the other shows and come back later. Mm-hmm. So this is pretty normal. Um, it's just that the timing is a bit different. So um, now they're not going to be coming through there. How many episodes do we have left? Like two, Bob? I think it's like two or three. It's hard to judge because they're not really releasing schedule, but Legends is in part of the crossover. The crossover is the ninth. So I'm assuming Legends will end before then. Okay. So um, to compare... The um, last season, they were a part of the crossover, and their final episode of the season was December 5th. So it really looks like we're only getting out of here about a week early, like we're going to a hiatus a week early Mm -hmm. on Legends. And then they didn't come back until February 12th. So just like a couple months. It's going to be a bit longer now. They're not coming back until April. So Jane the the Virgin um, is going to be... Um, My eye twitches when I hear that sound just because of all the commercials. We Jane saw. the Virgin, Jane the Virgin, Jane the Virgin, <laughs> Jane the Virgin, CW. Dare to defy. <laughs> um, Between that and uh, Destiny or Dynasty. Yeah. So Jane the Virgin is going to. I don't know. Yeah, it's gonna have its its what its final season. Yeah, on a new night. Yeah, they're taking over some spots, and so they're doing some rotations. Of shows. And Roswell, New Mexico, is going to be airing on Tuesdays. So one superhero series has to uh, kind of get rotated out for a bit. They're, they're rotating Legends, moving Black Lightning. Yeah, so Black Lightning is going to be on Mondays. It's going to lead out of Arrow. Um, uh, they've got a new series airing. Um, I Zombie is going to be coming back, like after, like around when Legends comes back. I, think. I, I, just I don't, don't know. I just don't understand how they so they stuff. keep doing this. Like, I I think we all agree there isn't a TV season anymore. It's usually are you a fall show or are you a you know spring summer show? That and like, um, are you competing with other things? Okay. And now I'm hoping that when there's less stuff on their schedule, that's going to be, I don't know, maybe oversaturating or competing or whatever. I'm hoping that Legends will finish out kind of strong. I'm hoping that enough time will pass and people will be like, oh, this is great. And like, good numbers. Yeah. Had those numbers. Yeah. Well, the the reason I put it in here is this actually came from a fan also. Uh, Andrew tweeted this to us, the story, going, hey, I know you guys were upset last year with the Supergirl hiatus. And I think at least this one isn't as bad because we're not going to be here in June and July talking about yeah yeah we don't have a full length cw season to complete you know we we're looking at um Uh, you know we're we're talking the last probably seven episodes and they'll probably all end at the same time well what is yeah i mean because black lightning's only like 13 episodes also they have a short season yeah yeah i think so um but let's see what is what is the length of this season is it 12 or is it 13 or for for legends, legends is sixteen normally. Okay, so so far they only have um, twelve episode titles out. Yeah, are they going to keep it that way? Oh, last season was eighteen. Okay, and then seventeen before that, and then sixteen. So they've gone up an episode each season. Um, but I think that's because they were kind of getting. And I think they w- when you start throwing in the crossovers in there, you get extra episodes. Oh, definitely. You're right. You're right. So. I don't know. Okay. Well, it, well, just just know that if you come back from Christmas break and we come back from Christmas break and you're wondering where Legends is. Hey, that's why. We'll see you in April. Yeah, we'll see you in April. Watch the other shows and talk to us about those. Um or just tweet at us about other things too, you know, but also watch the other shows and yeah. listen to our other shows. <laughs> and also, if you guys see stories like this, it helps us out. Just tweet us. We'll yeah, talk about it. Tweet them to us. Um, send I, them to I us on Facebook. One. Stuff like that. Even on Instagram or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just send them our way. Um, okay, so the other little tiny bit of news isn't really big news because we 
kind of know about it from watching this episode, but Constantine just uh, confirmed that Swamp Thing exists in the Arrowverse. Because uh, he said, I happen to know a Swamp Thing. And, you know, the whole Swamp Thing horror uh, dude, movie. I, okay, so. Uh, I cackled. Would I was like, oh, my God. Did they just do that because they can't actually say Swamp Thing? Like, I was, like, wondering what the hell was going on at first. Yeah, I mean, well, it was obviously supposed to be a bad movie. Yeah. And they don't want to show, like, Swamp Thing being, like, bad and cheesy. Because, you know. Um, Perception. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're about to come out with a Swamp Thing show and like John knows Swamp Thing and stuff. So, um, yeah, I. Yeah, it got me excited just because it confirmed what we had kind of talked about in previous episodes that if we're doing a Swamp Thing, we want Constantine to be part of more of this bigger hey. Justice League dark scenario. Yeah. That, man, if he's in our universe and for you guys that don't know, Swamp Thing is actually a show coming out in, I believe, 2019 uh, on the DCU app. You know, it's one of their exclusive shows that if you haven't watched, their shows are a lot more grittier and dark that would actually fit John. So if he claims to know him, maybe we'll see some Matt Ryan over there on Swamp Thing. <laughs> I love that he was just like, I doubt he'd uh, travel this as one. far north as Maine. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that it's, was it, good. It, it's one of the more popular characters, I would say, among our host. Yeah. We all like him a lot. and it's going to be a cool thing and and again just to have john say that is just gives us hope that that man could show up on you know the darker grittier dcu for us yeah i i'm hoping for it um did you did you hear the swamp thing casting news uh yeah kevin durand joins as a villain that's interesting 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 yeah okay. no they're yeah they're just getting started with that boy it's a yeah just like swamp thing crew to film at st james in downtown wilmington like that's that's a a, an article that (laughs) that came out like 11 hours ago yeah um yeah good good timing yeah this is just getting going um i'm excited for that and yeah i hope we see constantine once he's done with his stint in the arrowverse which seems like it's not quite dark enough to have him around um and matt ryan is so good i just can't quit him yeah Matt Ryan is getting into that territory with Constantine that if he gets on something else, you're going to be like, that's Constantine. That's not Matt Ryan. I don't care what color his hair is in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even just just seeing him in person at San Diego Comic-Con this year was uh, it just it just works on him. He just just walking around. He just kind of walks like he's just like a, you know, he in, like embodies the yeah. character big time. But he's. But and actually, it probably he's you, so sweet, he was walking though. out of a bar. Well, he was walking out of our hotel. Oh, I thought he was coming out of. Nova. Well, he was he was drinking. He was drinking at the hotel bar, but he was coming out of the uh-huh. Hilton. Um, and <laughs> but he's just he's so sweet in person, though. He just he walks like I don't know, like Constantine might have walked when he had less cares in the world. Yeah. But he's so sweet. He's so nice, and he was so appreciative of you know us knowing who he was and and you know us having a show talking about legends and looking forward to him being on it. So he's, he's a sweet, sweet man. Yeah. But he is Constantine. You can't recast that ever. Nope. And, um, and if you're going to put in Swamp Thing, you're going to have to have a run in it sometime. Yeah. You gotta. You just gotta. And the fans will cry out for it. So, all right, let's go to a quick break before we jump on into this episode. That Irishman there is a leprechaun. So, so sorry, are, are you being serious or racist? Both, love. DC on CW. Right back. The Rain Man Show. The Rain Man Show. I'm sure Facebook memories have led, it's possibly, led to many suicides at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you ever want to just feel unfulfilled with your life, just pay attention to those memories. They will always make you feel great. Yeah. Yeah. Remembering that nine years ago, you had a promising future. <laughs> and suddenly you realize you're, you're in the, you live within the shadow of your former self in both achievements and looks. Where has it all gone wrong? Hey, Mike. 
10 years ago, you were much better looking. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Facebook. I appreciate that. Something's got to be done about those memories, though. It's annoying. I wish you could turn it. I it it's not it annoying. It's depressing, Thomas. You're not listening. Well, can, mine are annoying. Yours are depressing. I can de- wait till you're 40. <laughs> wait till you're 35, 36, and you saw, uh, you know, a photo. Hey, nine years ago, Mike, you uh, were producing a film. Thank you, Facebook. I know that. <laughs> you would think they would also come out with an algorithm or come up with an algorithm and that also knows which are good memories and which are bad memories. They have to be more selective because they choose bad memories. I think it's almost on purpose. One of my friends from a film committed suicide about 12 years ago and they reminded me as if it was a good memory. You remember Paul? Oh, Jesus I'm like, yes, I do remember Paul. <laughs> For more Rain Man, visit RainManShow.com Look at that nerd, huh? I thought I was looking at my mother's old douchebag, but that's in Ohio. <laughs> Geek Out Saturday. Like the force is the force. Let it be ambiguous. Let's not weigh it down with any little, hey, I can control it with a rock. <laughs> I'm a Jedi now because I have a blue stone in my pocket. Running throughout them. But the last few that he's done have met with universal scorn. I mean, we I don't want her anywhere near Arrow. Yeah, no, like she is the Stephen Amell, the Grant Gustin. Yes. He wasn't an oh, iconic yeah. she- director by any means, but he did make his mark in the 60s and 70s with with movies like this. I know we're joking because that's what we do. The idea that it could be used against the Nephilim. That whole right. there's this multiple times now they've said there's only five beings in all of creation that it can't kill. They're saying that for a reason. <laughs> Catch up on your favorite Rain Man digital geek shows every Saturday. DC on CW, Back to Tank, Weird West Radio, The Crossroads, and more. Geek Out Saturday on Rain Man Channel 001. Listen from the Rain Man digital app or tune in. Just search RM Channel 001. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, DEAL30, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And for your viewing pleasure, six free spicy movies on DVD. Plus, free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. So go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code DEAL30. Again, that's DEAL30. Because without it, no free stuff. That's DEAL30 at adamandeve.com. You're listening to Rain Man Digital's DC on CW. Alrighty, we are back. Let's get into this episode. Wet Hot American Bummer. Uh, season 4, episode 4, directed by David Geddes, written by Ray Utarnichit and Tyrone B. Carter. I don't even know if I'm like pronouncing Ray's last you name right. You say it so like, confidently, it doesn't perfect. matter. Like if you wouldn't have hesitated right there, everybody would have been like, hello, Ray. <laughs> hello, Ray. All right. Uh, so we go to summer camp this episode. It is so good. So legends. Um, <laughs> Ray and John this week were a, a delight. They seem I, like, do you ever wonder how they come up with just like the, the pairings? Because they're, they're not consistent at all. And every time they do it, it works. Do you think they just toss them in a hat and go, eh, what should we do this time? <laughs> <laughs> What was it? The South Park with the the animals that were picking the balls out for the Family Guy episodes. Yeah, that's what I feel like. It's like a roll of the dice and be like, "All right, John is now with Ray today. Uh, these two will stay here." Honestly, it's probably more uh, more involved and more thought out than that. I just try to make everything into a game. But I I do yeah right. Um, I do think that it worked really well this episode and we got to see a little bit of um, little little hints of, you know, John's past and uh, kind of made me wonder about something, too. Uh, 
What did it make you wonder about? He, so they were talking about, um, talking about Nora and, and Ray, basically. And John's telling Ray to stay away from her because people like John and Nora are just dangerous and hell for people like Ray. And, you know, he said, I, I had a friend who was good like you and he trusted me. And I'm like, oh, my God, are we talking about Chaz? Is Chaz okay? Is, is he all right? He's probably running out of lives at this point. Uh, did he use his last one? I'm so concerned because Chaz is so good. He's a good guy. And I don't know who else. I mean, John has a lot of friends. Let's be real. For a guy who's just like his reputation sprouts groans and sighs of frustration at just like the sound of his name. Um, he does have a lot of acquaintances and friends and, and past friends. But Chaz is the one that comes to mind who is good and maybe they weren't refer- referencing yeah. anyone in in specific with that but if you leave it vague enough everybody uh, will bring in their own conclusions Chaz, is he okay did he use up all his lives did he trust you and then get killed what's happening i'm so concerned <laughs> uh so yeah so we see john constantine for the first time in a camp counselor wardrobe that uh that whole thing just uh I was kind of worried about it because historically he's never been out of the trench coat. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking he's going to be doing this the whole fucking day. <laughs> and I was glad it lasted very minimal part and that he was fighting it the whole time. Yeah, yeah. You know, trying to put the tie on and be like, you can take away my coat, but you're not taking away my yeah. tie and, and fighting it. And like, I'm not doing this dress up basically shit ever again. I did it once. I'm not doing it again. Yeah. Luckily, his trench coat stuff kind of works in most time periods. Yeah. <laughs> or at least is like, that's a little odd, but like, okay, you're a man. Cool. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the part that cracked me up was like the first time he turned and his cigarettes are still rolled up in his sleeve. Yeah. As like the camp counselor. I was like, and the sunglasses and he still kind of looked like a little boozy dude yeah. drinking the whole time. <laughs> Like they still made it so Constantine by even taking him out of the suit. He he didn't change that much. It was just weird seeing him. Because out of he it. is he plays the character well yeah. and they're gonna keep writing for the character to be like that. And like this was a one time, oh my god, funny thing where like, oh my god, he's out of the he's out of his normal attire. <laughs> Short he shorts. put on a costume. Jesus. It was it was beautiful. I loved it because they do it in a way where they don't make the character pretend to be okay with it. They're not like, he's not like, oh, fine, okay. Hey, I'm John. I'm your camp counselor. Like, yeah. you know? Put on a fake American accent and go in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, And, you know, so he, he sets that protection spell. Um, I just, he's still John. Yeah. It, still John. It was. Still, still doing all of the things that he needs to do. Uh, again, they did it right. I, yeah. I, I was... I think even Mike was nervous when we saw the preview and he was in the camp counselor outfit. And it's just like, I remember Mike throwing a fit going, oh, they can't have Constantine out of his, his garb. Like, you yeah. know, that's his armor. You don't, you don't see Superman without his suit on. And, yeah. you know, there's so many iconic images of Ew. John Constantine in comics just standing across from people in that outfit. <laughs> so. It worked. He fought it and he's back in it. You know, it's, it's fine. He was grumpy. He swore never to do it again. It's all good. Yeah. Um. So I love I loved watching them track differently. You know, Ray's Boy Scout. He's been Boy Scout. He's been haircut. You know, and he, that's that's who he is. Got a scout background. He loves camp, and he's going to use his tracking skills. Uh, whereas John's just like, stop it. Here's a will of the wisp. Let's go. <laughs> I I laughed at some of those interactions between them that were Ray's trying to be camp counselor and he turns around and John's just gone. Yeah. And it it just they're so polar opposite when it comes to who they are. Yeah. And it worked so well and you know Brandon Routh is just embodies that awkward giant man who's nerdy. Yeah. 
Yep, absolutely. Because you're dealing with a dude that's legitimately like what six three, six four, like a big athletic I looking guy. Feel like he's taller than six three. Yeah, he's still like a, a giant among you know. Because because once again, San Diego this year, um, leaving leaving a hotel, ran into him and uh, his wife who plays Nora. Six two. Really? God, he looked taller than that. Maybe it's because I was, to the I was down on the curb. <laughs> no, it, he, I, I like, I stepped down into the street and like. And his wife is five six. That poor sweet woman. She was a little, a little buzzed, you know, from drinking at a party, and she was just like, "I lost my husband," because people know his face more, and she's much smaller than him. So <laughs> she was just like, "Oh, my husband's still there." She actually grabbed uh, Weebles. Our, our, grabbed a friend of ours, his arm, and was just like, oh, I'm so sorry. I thought I was grabbing my husband. Jesus, Weevil looks nothing like his. <laughs> no, but she just blindly, like, I turned know. back and it's grabbed. It's funny. <laughs> um, but he, it, like, I don't know. He, the Ray Palmer character is slowly up there as one of my favorite in the Arrowverse. Yeah. And it's because of him. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's he's a good actor. He's, you know, bright and cheerful and, and brings so much wonderfulness to the character. Um. And and there's just got to be something to it, just letting it go and not worrying about, like, a cool guy mystique. Yeah. Yeah, just being like, no, this is cool and great and awesome. Yeah. I was a Boy Scout. Let's go. Um, It's it's good. I love his character because of him. I don't think I would have cared or, or given a rat's ass, really, about the Atom if not for how well he's portrayed the character. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that's what we get. I mean, we saw that with the cock people. The cock yep. people weren't portrayed well, and so now it's okay. And, they're the cock people. Yeah. And if Adam or any of the other characters was done the same way, we'd sit here and talk shit about them too. Yeah, yeah. And the show's grown leaps and bounds after uh, a small failure like that. Um, and so now I don't think we really have any characters to bash or talk crap yeah, about. You had to worry about yeah. when they're on screen. Um, <laughs> so, and once again, it never fails that we see John go out of his way to save a child. And I loved that he was just like, nope, I will not lose another child. You know, he, he outright says that and he's like, I, I won't lose another child. And literally gives some of his own life force back to that kid to wake the kid up and and, you know, let him be okay. Um, which leads us to the end of the episode. Uh, the only thing that they can think to do is go find Nora, who is working at a Renaissance festival as a, a witch brewing potions yeah. and getting frustrated. But it seems like she's actually trying to be good, trying to be a decent person. So now, now going back to the Constantine, like giving up his life force. Now, we know all about it because we covered the show over this summer. Do you think they've done a well enough job explaining, like, his background and why he doesn't want to lose another kid? No, but I think we'll get there. I think we're getting hint and hint and hint. And um, after this, when he wakes up, Ray's going to approach him and say, you know, you said I won't lose another kid. What, what were you talking about? Like... You gave... You think that's how they're going to open the narrative? I think that's how they're going to open the narrative, and I think that's how they're going to open a bond between Ray and John and get some camaraderie there. And and, and John will be reluctant, but he'll talk about it, you know, and he'll be gruff and he'll be drunk. <laughs> but um, but Ray's going to be like, you know what, man, you're a hero in my eyes. You know, you're you're just as much a legend as, as any of us, and you whether you want the title or not. Um, and... You know, insert snarky, sarcastic remark from John here, mm -hmm. um, which is his his way of showing endearment. So, uh, yeah, I think that's going to open up the narrative and he's going to he's going to talk to Ray a little bit about it because Ray's pushy and. Uh, he'll get it out of him. <laughs> well, that and I think opening the narrative between those two will help with this Nora situation, too, because it seems like John knows a lot more about the, you know, well, we know he knows a lot more about the dark arts. And maybe that'll give somebody for Ray to talk to about her. 
and things that he might be seeing with her. Yeah. And getting some explanation from John, the guy, you know, the master of it all. Yeah. And I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of Nora. I think she's, I mean, she is going to be a series regular this mm-hmm. season. And uh, I think we're going to see her on the ship a bunch, maybe hanging out with them for a while, helping, maybe. Um, which means we've got Amaya, but not Amaya. <laughs> <laughs> we've got Maisie, the actress, back um, as Charlie, who is a shapeshifter and is like in tune with the things that escaped from hell because she was also in that prison with them. She's literally how they get the, the, the hint about, Hey, you're looking for a handsome guy. That's who's eaten the children. Um, so we're going to have all sorts of stuff in the arsenal kind of tapped into hell and tapped into, you know, dark arts and things and, and what, um, John's whole stuff is about what they are getting into this season. We're going to have a lot of stuff to help us stay on that track. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be cool. Um, let's talk about this new, not Amaya, Amaya. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got, we've got, uh, Mick, Zari and Amaya and, uh, <laughs> Mick's no jailer. Okay, so knowing the history of these three, yeah, not these three. Let's say those two right now. Yeah, would you can trust them to be around like a prisoner? I. They seem to be like this is the <laughs> rebel crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of anybody now, especially when we see like the, you know, somebody makes the 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 shopping spree at Gideon and comes yeah. back and she looks complete. I'm like, oh my god, this is this is the renegade crew this is the punk rock crew out of it yeah um i kind of love it i think they are the they (laughs) whether they were the right ones to keep her contained is one thing but they are definitely the right ones to get her to see that they're not all sticks in the mud yeah and they're not all boy scouts and that she could you can do good and have fun you know and we'll accept you for what you are regardless of you looking like a teammate or whatever but it's we will accept you you can do more you can be more and we won't turn you away for what you are yeah it's the accepting crew yeah Uh, like legends in general and i think they showed that this week um and mick is always that person that somehow can get through to people yeah whether it's like sitting back to the cell with the other person as they sip booze and, you know, mm-hmm. how do you get through all this? You know, he's like, oh, I'm dry drink. And then, I don't know, he's always just seems to be that person that breaks through. I love him. I love him. He's great. Um, and I honestly, I love this new character for, for Maisie. Um, I'm glad they could find ways to keep good actors around without, like, Worrying about Vixen breaking the timeline. Yeah. And all this other stuff. But and- it takes away the need to have like a romantic thing with Nate too. Because while that was actually not a um, a show disrupting romance, mm-hmm. it, it actually worked really well. And I liked them together and they were, it felt like a, a, a realistic type of interaction between them whenever they were talking about their relationship and being lovey with each other. So like while I didn't hate that, I thought it was actually... It was good. It, it worked well. It was one of the better um, feeling TV romances. Uh, but this allows her to stay here. You're right. Without breaking the timeline, without screwing everything up. Amaya made her sacrifice. She moved on. And uh, I I love her. She's a great actress. She's doing amazing in this role. She's so different. She gets to use her normal accent um, it's always weird when you hear her talk in the British accent. And you're just like, that's not. Oh, that's yeah, not that you. is you. Oh, wait, that is. And uh, and yeah, she gets to have her hair different, like stuff like that. Like it's. How come British people can do better American accents and Americans can't do British accents? Because eh, we suck. I don't know. No, there's some there's some Americans that do really good. British you, accents, you know what I mean? No, it just cheesy. seems like all the Brits can come over. Maybe it's because we just have so many different dialects of 
you know, not dialects. Would it be dialects? I think it's kind of just that you're dumbing it down a little bit. It sounds so so mean to say about Americans and, and our accents, but yeah, yeah. Um, that you could, uh, yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. I've right seen, word. I've seen some really struggle with it too, though. Oh yeah. No, no, no doubt. Especially when they start ranting on stuff. I think we've seen it in this show where we, we've had uh, British accents pop out of nowhere. It's yeah. like, who? Um, you know what the difference is? Practice. Just, just acting practice. I don't know. There's a lot of American actors that do great British accents as well. There's, there's sometimes where you just can't figure out who's who and what's what and <laughs> when they're faking an accent and when they're not. Yeah. It just takes a lot of practice. But she's definitely, uh, it's a good character. It's a good way to keep an actor that's familiar. Yeah. Um, I, I like this a lot. I'm really looking forward to more of this and how she integrates with the team. Um, and how, how long is she going to be around? You know, is she going to be a, a regular, you know, what's, what's going on with that? I, I don't know if she's going to be like a legend. Um, and we haven't, like, this isn't a, a person who's a known DC character. No. So, like, this does, just does this qualify as a legend? What do you mean? I don't know, because we've always seen it like unknown superheroes or, you know, superheroes that really don't have an impact on the world become legends. Yeah, but also, you know, I think the legends are just a ragtag group of people. And, and I think even though she's not a known character, she's kind of a character created for legends. And I'm okay with that. That's all right. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I, I don't really know. Um, I'm glad to see this though. I'm really excited that they brought her back. I didn't, I didn't know that I would be because the show felt, it, it kind of sounds conflicting to say, but the show felt fine at the beginning without mm -hmm. her, but having her back, I didn't realize that I was missing her. Yeah. You know? Um, but I like this new, this new version. So we're going to go to a real quick little break here, and then we'll talk about the rest of this. Have you missed an episode of DC on CW? Catch up on all of our discussions from Supergirl, The Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow. Just search DC on CW on iTunes and Stitcher. All right, we are back. Let's talk about Ava and Sarah and the whole and I never had a childhood storyline. <laughs> um, I'm actually glad they brought that back. I, yeah, I don't know about you, but I forget that Ava is a fake Ava. Yeah, is a test tube baby. Yeah. Um, without being a baby ever. Um, I, I loved the beginning of this episode, though. It was charming watching them together, and it was... Nice to see a solution to an issue in their relationship rather than just, oh, cool. We almost got to spend two full hours together. You mean instead of find and leave again? Yeah, yeah. And and it becoming a, a thing because Ava's kind of, she's understanding, even though she was making a snarky remark, she knows. She knows what's at stake. She knows what has to happen. And she's involved in the same sort of stuff too. And um I loved that Sarah was just like, well, why don't you come with? Like, come help me out with this. Like, come tag along. You're experienced in this stuff, too. This is a real solution to them sometimes getting their time together cut short. Yeah. And it's so good. I it, it's It's great, actually. Legends is doing so much better at writing relationships than a lot of shows on TV. Yeah, definitely. I love it. This is this is an actual solution to a problem instead of having a problem for the sake of having a problem and making it Why are you mad? cause issues in the relationship. And, I'm not mad, just go. Yeah. But why are you mad? I'm not mad, just go. Yeah, it doesn't need to be a a a, a <laughs> Drawn fight. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Um so uh watching the two of them is funny because sometimes I forget how um, uptight Ava was when we first met her. Mm -hmm. And so watching them in this situation was so funny. Sarah's just like, hey, what's up? We should have a secret handshake. Yeah, we're, we're bonding. It's going to, you know, create 
a level of trust and make them feel welcome and, and, you know, secure and like they have a place to go and people to talk to. Great. And Ava's just like, children crave discipline and structure. <laughs> go to bed now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Ava's so strict that she gets pranked by the the campers and they turn her into the swamp monster. I wanted so I was like, is this going to be swamp thing? <laughs> No, I was just laughing it. because I think we've—I don't know if it's been off air or on air—talking about just camp, not pranks, but being young and like flush the toilet and go spin around and say Bloody Mary three times. Yeah, she'll appear in the mirror. We used to do it in the school bathroom. Yes. when I was a kid. Okay, yeah, I was the same way. So it was one of those things that everybody flip out and run, and I was like, "Oh shit, they're doing that!" Just go down there and say the name three times, and then like all the legends just being around, like it's a real fucking thing. Yeah, like they're all hunting for something <laughs> actual because they're used to real monsters. Yeah, it's just it, it the whole kind of the comedy of it all was there. It's good, and it, and again, it's it just shows that you can be a show without taking things too seriously. Yeah. You can you can do serious things. You don't have to take everything so seriously. It is you can a good have time. Moments. Oh, weird moments. Um, yeah, I I'm with you. Um, so uh, Sarah tries to kind of make childhood memories for Ava. They they John mentions like, hey, uh, if the only way to blend in is by you being kids. Oh, let's try this potion that he wasn't sure would work. <laughs> I just love that it always works. Another worked. talk about another John Constantine yeah. moment. Eh, you know, I wasn't sure if it would work. Never really had a human trial before. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, Jesus, what would have happened? <laughs> um, I gotta say, the kids that they hired, the kids that they cast in this episode, didn't suck. Especially the Sarah no. and Ava kids. And we can get into this now. What I was worried about was I knew we'd eventually, if they didn't fight. At some point, I was going to be upset. Yeah, because I wanted to see because you're 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 looking at the Freaky Friday thing of they're switching like bodies, ages, or ages yeah. and shit like that. And they got these little kid bodies now, and, and you would expect them to have like the same talents. At least I did. I I would expect them to not be used to the bodies that they're in, and to have a little less strength because they are child bodies yeah. now. So. But but base skills, yes, the the and the quickness too, because they're they're kids, they're smaller, they're lighter, woo. So um, when, so when, yeah, them stem them still being able to do like little low kicks and like stuff like that, I totally get. But them also being overpowered by someone larger than them made sense too. They did everything right, yeah, I think. Yeah, and that's what I wanted. I wanted the fight because I was nervous that we were never going to get a fight thing, or magically they would, you know, Shazam up at yeah. the, at the end there. And I was like, all right, they 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 got they casted these kids right. They got people that look like them. They got people that somewhat had the same skill sets that they've established for these characters, like fighting style and stuff. And it just it worked out well. And I would have been bashing it if they would have come out and there's like little kids not being able to fight and like the dude yeah. holding her head and she's like just swinging with her arms or something, you know, childish like that. I'm like, that's bullshit because she still should know what she knows yeah. in that body. Yeah, definitely. They they know the same things, but whether the bodies are capable physically yeah. of... of yeah, you might short a punch because you're not you used the yeah. link. Yeah, and maybe you're not as strong, you know? Like, you've still got the skill yeah. in your brain and in your muscle memory, kind of, and you've got, you know, extra quickness, too, on your side because you're small and, and nimble and light. Um, but yeah, the, them being overpowered by the guy made sense, too, because... Yeah. He's much larger than them now. Um, and and the kiss. Um, God, I, I was nervous. I was really nervous, too. <laughs> I was like, D don't, don't, no, no, don't, don't, don't let those little girls kiss on TV. That's fucking weird. Because I know there's pervy people out there. Yeah, yeah, they did it right. Especially because it's totally like child actors kiss other child actors of, you know, approximately the same age, but it's usually like heterosexual stuff. It's usually like a guy and a girl. Yeah. Um, and you just, you know that there's going to be some sort of backlash or some sort but of But usually weird... when that happens, it's like, yeah, yeah. You know, like little like pet kiss. 
Yeah, and it's child relationships too. These yeah. are two adults. So yeah. they're probably so going to the, kiss each other in a more passionate, more like love-filled sort of way that adults kiss each other. They did it perfectly. Yeah, it, that it, little it, Yeah, that that's that effect of Cinderella clock strikes midnight, swirly magic, they're adults now and that's when the actual like contact is made. Yeah. They did oh. that perfectly. And it actually made for a really cool visual too. Yeah, no, it definitely was. But still, I was just like, no, legends don't don't do don't, this. Don't do this. this and they is, didn't. They were so good. Yeah. Um. But I was nervous for Sarah trying to give Ava actual memories, though, was was super fun. And Ava kind of learning how to, like, lighten up. She stole ice cream for the girls also to kind of distract them a little bit, too. And just be like, hey, here you go. Um. And I got us our cayenne pepper. Like, that's. It was good. There was a little bit of development and a little bit of loosening up from Ava there, even from a different actor. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you hope to see that going forward. Yeah. That she understands that it's not you are who you make yourself to be, I guess. Yeah. Not who you were, you know, raised in a lab or, but you know, it, made to be, technically. I think that this because she was able to have some sort of child memories, it made her kind of lighten up, you know, on herself, I think a little bit uh, as far as like, I'm just a clone. I suck. Like, I think now that she's got these very few little memories of being a young girl with Sarah, Mm -hmm. it's made her realize that and kind of lighten up and, and take a breath and be like, okay, you know what? Fine. Um, Did you think that the, the vampire guy, or vampire was going to end up being like the old crotchety lady. I mean, that's what they were leading us to, honestly. You know, a monster that preys on uh, the the children and whatever. But as soon as she popped up in the forest, I was like, nope, red herring. <laughs> um, I almost felt bad when they beat the shit. I felt so bad. <laughs> I feel like, that, like old, that old lady just got fucked up. Sarah used the freaking flashlight like a damn <laughs> nunchuck or something and just like on the face oh my oh. god she was it, it was it was funny but it was also kind of obvious that that it, wasn't the yeah. monster and i was like ah, oh, out loud i went oh god she's normal <laughs> they beat the crap out of her and i was like she's not the one guys wait um and it turned out to be what was it marbled prime beef steak or whatever yeah yeah it was it was the marbled prime beef boy uh so what were you what were your thoughts on his like i thought once like constantine sucked the souls out of the kids or replaced or yeah you know got and he him turned back, into his normal form and he turned into his normal form i thought it looked good again it was uh glad they're going the more practical route with the the costumes or makeup wise yeah. uh and being that it was kind of in a darker setting it all worked well it worked really well i thought i thought it was cool um even just the little visuals of of like kind of what seemed to be some sort of glamour spell wearing off of him and that mm-hmm. that kind of fade out and wispy like cg effect happening around his arm and then he slowly you know i i agree with you i like that they're going a route of lots of practical stuff Mixed with some just, some CG yeah, to kind of give it a little bit of finesse. Because so. I mean, when we when we broke down Constantine, that's what we saw a lot. We you know, and we said that if they bring that to this show, that it will be good. That we saw things like rubber walls where people's hands were going through them, and lots of like just uh, jump scares and blood, and you know, things that are on the cheap, really. And yeah. so you know, this episode, you know, when John burns the the piece of clothes to find you know the kid that that looked good the 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 souls moving from body to body all looked good uh i want to say it was probably the best representation of the constantine like effects i guess that style yes yeah yeah i loved it um i'm i'm glad it looked appropriate for like the setting too it felt like a monster for like a like a spooky camp mystery horror movie sort of thing um so it was really good this this is always my palate cleanser show for the week yeah every time it's just this is fun but like the character interactions feel real they feel reasonably truthful um 
you know, even though they're traveling through space and time and, you know, like doing outlandish things. Yeah. It feels like the bonds are real. It feels like the relationships and the friendships are something that you would find within your own circle of people that you might know. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I guess we're kind of getting into final thoughts. Yeah. Things. The thing, I, I never have issues with pacing with this show. No. That they they manage the the segment out the stories that I don't feel like it's too jumpy or they're, you know, they don't cut from – here to here to here to here to here to here to here in our 10 to 12 minute like segments that we get. And I think that's what always makes it. It's a quick hour. And it's not like I always want it to be a quick hour, but I appreciate it when it's a quick hour because yeah. I'm like, I always look and, you know, uh, the Primavera or whatever the fucking high school commercial comes on the app for us here in Phoenix. And I'm like, fuck, man, I only got like four minutes left after it comes back. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like upset about it because I'm like, oh, geez, I want more. So they do a good job with that pacing element of it. And again, with the ensemble cast, it's hard because we don't always see that. And that's, I think that's what I'm slowly starting to appreciate more and more with the show. That's like, man, they give me a quick hour. Yeah, it's it's sad and good. Yeah. I want more people to appreciate it. Um, I got to agree. I I. I just, I never have problems like that with this show. Week after week, I'm like, haha, this was funny and cool and great. And sometimes effects are a little off or sometimes something might be a little questionable. But overall, I, I just have positive thoughts on this show. Yeah, definitely. All the time. Um, and I don't think I can say much more than that. I, I'm looking forward to everything that we're going to see in this season. It's a mix of outlandish, like ridiculous, over the top, silly things, and some amazing, cool, dark stuff. I'm. And we're still not like pining over like what the fuck's hunting Constantine. But in the back of my mind, it's there. Like I can't wait to get to that. Yeah. But I'm. I don't feel like I'm missing it. Yes. I don't feel like we're missing what they're trying to lead us to, you know? So it's, it's perfect. It's good. The pacing is great. The writing is good. The, the ideas are funny and yet cool and, and the interesting are the characters. They're so good. All right. That's going to be it for today's show. <laughs> it was great. The end. Uh, <laughs> you can always catch any past and future episodes through the rain man digital app. Be sure to follow us on our social media, Twitter at DCOnCW, Facebook.com slash DCOnCW, and Instagram uh, at DC underscore on underscore CW. We'll catch you next week. People want cuddles.